Thank you for joining us at Journey Church. Our hope is that these messages challenge your soul, equip your spirit, and give you a hope for your future. For more information about our church, visit us at ourjourney.tv. Welcome to Journey Church. Our church exists to help people find God, experience freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. If you have any questions about Journey Church, please visit us at ourjourney.tv. Welcome home. Welcome to Journey Church. This message has actually been a few years in the making. And why I say that is because when I first come here, there was very little people here. The church was uh, being uh, was in a, a great reboot, a great start, a new pastor doing a great job uh, building a, an amazing church. What you see now was being done. And uh, when I come in, one of the things I notice is there's a few men in this church that was friendly, that was very friendly, but what none of them friends. So it wasn't, t- wasn't long before you know I got a pastor and we took over the men's ministry and grew the men's ministry up. And when we done that, we developed friendships and stuff. And uh, we, we created good friendships. Well, the good thing about friendships is uh, they create good fellowships. And I tell you, uh, this is a great place to learn how to be a spiritual father and to learn how to be spiritual mothers. So definitely pay attention to what's being said and what's being said today on how we actually honor people. I think it's really good to learn how to grow and to grow spiritually. So we're going to get started. As you can see on this panel, we actually have a mother, a daughter, a sister, and a wife, and some are multiple. So I just want y'all to know that these perspectives are going to be something worth listening to. So today I want to talk about four main things. These are four main things we actually talk about for Men's Fight Club that really need to be taken, taken into consideration, especially when it comes to men and when it comes to fathers. People got to understand that nowadays... Fatherhood, masculinity, and men are all under attack. They are. And uh, it's not good that, uh, that we don't seek to put fathers where they really need to be. You know, the Bible says they, they're the head of the household. They're actually supposed to be the leader of the household. And the thing is, is times have changed so much that we've gotten away from a lot of biblical perspectives that actually mean something. The father has actually been absent because society has made it where it's easy to make that happen. In Exodus 20, 12, it says this, Children, honor your mother and father so that your days may be longer in the land that the Lord has given you. That's the first blessing that comes with a promise. Honor your father and mother, right? Then it says again in uh, five, uh, Ephesians 5, 33, that, wives, we must lo- uh, that men must love their wives and that wives must respect their husbands. That's something. When I first heard that, I thought it was, you know, men and women should love each other. But it's not. Men should love their wives. Women should respect their husbands. And why is that so important? Well, to be honored and respected is vital to a man's affirmation. To be honored and respected is vital to have an affirmation for a man. It's, a, it's vital for our spiritual health. And to show honor and respect to someone is to also show that you value them. To speak value to a man means something. To show honor and respect to someone is to show that you value them. Man, you're valuable. Very valuable. I got a lot of stuff in my notes I'm going to tell you I'm skipping over. Because some things I just really believe that God is telling me, don't make room for it, make room for them. So just give me a little grace here. (laughs) But man, I just want you to know definitely you have great value. 
And since you have great value, we're going to let these women tell you a little bit about it. So this is the questions I gave them. I gave them ahead of, ahead of time. And every one of them got the same questions, but not every one of them are going to be answered by them. So we're going to, we're going to go through this real quick. And this is the question. Number one is, ladies, tell us a way or a time in which you express that you valued your father or your husband and that you know that he appreciated it. Hi. Um, um, I want to talk a little bit about my father. Um, when I was in college and was newly married, my father got cancer for the second time. It was bone cancer. And he was going through a lot. I was going through a lot. I was having problems with my marriage. Um, dropped out of school. We became homeless, jobless, hopeless, depressed. We both had to move back home. Jimmy moved back home with his parents. I moved back home with my parents. And to be with my dad, I tried to stay strong, didn't show emotions, didn't cry or anything, but he knew I was hurting. And one day I decided that I was gonna fix a, a meal for my dad. And he was very weak at this time. And he came out to help me fix this meal. And we talked and everything, and I still didn't cry. I didn't show any emotions because I didn't want him seeing that I was, I wanted to be strong for him. And so as we were talking, he told me that he was very proud of me and that um, if he could take all the pain away from me and everything and put it on his, and put it on his shoulders, he would for me. And that, 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 that made me cry because not only was he dealing with emotional pain, he was dealing with physical pain um, in his body. And it just, for him to say that, it's basically the same thing that Jesus tells, that we're supposed to love like Jesus. You know, he took our sins from us so that we will one day be in his presence to be in the kingdom with everyone else. And I'm so proud that that my dad wasn't that he that he loved like that. And he always loved like that, no matter what. If you needed something, he'll give it to you. If you needed money, shoes, clothes, whatever, food, he didn't care. He's giving it to you. And that's why I wanted to share that about my dad because he taught me to, to love like Jesus and that we should all do that. No matter what's going on, we should always love like Jesus. All right, so uh, Proverbs 27, uh, 23, 7 says it like this. As a man thinks, so is he. And it's true. The things that we can, can conjure up in our mind, the things that we think on, the things we ponder upon, that's how we act. That's how men are. That's what we call integrity. Who you are on the inside should be who you are on the outside. And who you are on the outside should be who you are all the time, even when nobody's looking. That's integrity. So the second question I got is, if true integrity is being consistent in your mindset, behavior, mannerisms, so that you are the same in a crowd of thousands or all by yourself. Why is it important that fathers be a man of integrity in the home? Ms. Bobby, you want to answer this one? Yes. One, two. Okay. I'm sitting here 
having to chuckle because if you do, would not see our faces, but you would see our laps, you would see phone notes, phone notes, phone notes, card notes. I don't use my phone like that because I can't see it. <laughs> it bigger. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity to, to, to voice uh, my thoughts this morning. Um, I am talking about integrity. And yeah, integrity is what you do when no one's watching, no one's looking. And um, I do want to say the father of my children, was, uh, he was a man of integrity. And the father of my stepson is also a man of integrity. And the reason I can say that is, well, number one, I've lived with both of those men, but at separate times. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. I widowed and remarried. Okay, we're moving on. Um, integrity is visible. It's, it can be seen by people who know you well and people who you're just acquainted with. Integrity is a visible thing. Integrity is constant. Uh, integrity doesn't change when circumstances, circumstances, circumstances change. It doesn't change. It stays the same. Um, integrity can be tested. Just ask Job. Uh, at the beginning of, of Job, it talked about God even said, uh, Job still has a firm grip of his integrity. That's before the testing. After the testing, God said the same thing about him. So integrity is something that's going to be tested. It's something that's visible. It's something that's constant. To me, integrity is also a foundation that you build your life upon. And, and, and from that foundation becomes godly character. So the integrity has to be the foundation. And um, as a father, uh, when you're our children, I don't have any grandchildren. My, my, my children are grown. I do have imaginary grandchildren that I've named Homer and Ethel. So when I talk to my daughter about, you know, the future or whatever, I want a little Homer and a little Ethel. So I want, but you know, I'm thinking about have, if my grandchildren were born today, they're going to be facing so many different things than I faced. Our world is very different. It's going to continue to stay different. And... Dads, I appreciate when you're the example to your children, to your spouse, as being a man of integrity. I think that's the greatest gift that you could offer your family. Integrity wrapped in love is the greatest gift you could offer. Because when little Homer, little Ethel comes to you, they need to know that dad's going to tell them the truth. Dad's going to keep his promises. Dad's going to respect their feelings. Dad's going to be there for them through the good, the bad, the ugly. So my charge would be um, strive to be that man of integrity for your home. You know, in the Bible it says that our yes should be yes and our no should be no. And that, that's, that is solid for our words. We should be able to stand on what we should stand on. You know, our principles should never change, but our methods should. You know, as time changes and things grow and things go on, 
the way we go about things should be should change constantly, but you should stand firm on your on your principles. Uh, a good father knows when to say no and knows when to say yes. I think we should say yes to the needs of our children, but we should only say yes to some of the wants. They need to know kids need to know that some things are worth waiting for. Some things you just can't have just because you want it. You know, we need to understand that we need to teach the children that, hey, life is real, and it's real hard when it's not just handed to you. These things are very important. So, Ms. Jazzy, what do you think about that question? My answer is a lot shorter here. <laughs> I said that I think a father needs to show integrity consistently, being a good example for his family. And... It's a very heavy burden. There's a lot of burden placed on being a father or a husband. Or, um, but they, they need their family to know that they can trust him by both his words and by his actions so that they can feel comfortable with coming to him with all their problems and their feelings about things and anything they may run into, they need to know that they have a safe place in their dad. And it's also easier for a father to lead his family when they know that he's honest and he's steadfast in what he does. So the third thing I want to talk about is character. Character is a great one too. And like Miss Bobby said, integrity is the foundation for character. Character is really good because character is basically the view of one, one's actions views, morals, methods, standards, and developments over time to form a reputation that will best describe one's complete self. You know, in, in biblical times, people were known by their father's name. Like Simon Bar-Jonah was Simon, son of Jonah. So a name carries something. So a father of good reputation is good for a household. It's really good to know that you got a good name I could tell you, anybody here that even has a bad name, you could turn it around. I used to be a well, well-versed heathen. I was really good at it. I mean, I really lived. I really did. My daughter got to hear a few stories last night of the cruising, and we had a friend there that was with us. And I'll just tell you, uh, there is time in your life to turn your reputation around and become somebody better. You could do it. Now, how do you do it? Outlive your old name. Start doing stuff good today and outlive your old name. That's all it takes. To become a person of good reputation does take work. But it gets easier the more you see how rewarding doing good is. The more you see it reflect in your kids. The more you see it reflect in your wife's face when she's proud to be with you and you're in public. When the kids are actually proud to be with their parents too. You know, these things are really, really good. That's something we ought to have. And why is it important that a, that a father be a good role model? Because their sons are looking at them. That's how they're supposed to grow up to treat women. That's how they're supposed to grow up to be, a, to be able to work in the workforce. That's how they know how to provide and how to protect. It's by the father's teachings. If you're a deadbeat dad, you're raising a deadbeat son. I'm sorry to say, but that's really what it is. There are some examples to the rule. I mean, some, uh, uh, what you call, uh, exceptions. Yes, tongue-tied. <laughs> I didn't have them kind of notes, sorry. <laughs> uh, but there are exceptions, yes. But I'm going to tell you, what we do does reflect on our children. And why is it important for our daughters? Because they're looking at you as the example for a person they should marry. So if you're a bad dad, look for them to marry a bad guy. We don't want that. We want what's best for our children. 
Now, when I was a kid, we grew up, and of course, I know Miss Bobby did too, and probably everybody but Jazzy so far, has grown up. When we was kids, the saying was, everybody wants to, do th wants to make things better for their children. You always want to leave things better. Well, society really done a flip-flop. We didn't make things better. We made things easier. Yeah. And an easier life for a kid did not make good kids. Like I said, there's exceptions. But a lot of times, easier did not make better. It made it where they was unequipped for what happens next. So it's our job as fathers to lead the way and how that does. Any of you ladies want to comment on that? Cat <laughs> shaking her head. Yes, go ahead, cat. <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> All right. So we'll move on to the next part. So, uh, so far we covered uh, value, integrity, and character, right? The last one is purity. Purity is very, very important. Now, a lot of times when you think of purity, you think of sexual purity, which that's huge. It's very huge when you're talking about a dad, when you're talking about a husband, and when you're talking about a man. That's very big. But we're not just talking about purity of, uh, as far as your sexual health. We're talking about purity also at heart. To have a father that's got a pure heart means a lot to a child, means a lot to the wife. I think, uh, I think it's very important, especially for blended families. For blended families, if, you're, if, if your stepchildren don't really want to know that you love their mama, show affection to them. Show affection to them in public. If you're, if you're the mom and you really want them to know, want your kids to know that they're loved, let that stepdad love them in public. That's the main thing. They gotta be able to show that they care, show that they love. And a pure heart will show that. A pure heart will. Purity at heart is also a broad subject, and it's not just relationships, but it's in intentions and agendas. How does purity of a good father make a difference in a daughter's life? You want to take that one, Jazzy? I said that a father's purity really affects the way his daughter views purity, respect, and herself. Um, it sets the standard, like he said, for their future relationships. And, you know, not just romantic relationships, but just a way that they'll allow a man to treat them how they've seen their dad treat their mom or their dad treat them. Um, it would be seen as normal or acceptab uh, acceptable, probably. So it's very important that the father sets a very high standard um, for having a pure heart, uh, always kind and loving intentions. Amen. I think having a pure heart without agenda is really, really good. A lot of times we do want to motivate our children and spur them on to good works, like take out the trash, clean up stuff. But man, it's in the teaching between those times that you need things done. That's where your pure heart really shines. You know, you don't have to all do it just to gain something. So I think that's very important. Miss Michelle, you want to answer that one as well? Um. I agree with Jazzy. Um, if your father shows that kindness, um, um, also um, being the person that provides, a provider, um, a person that is a protector, that protects the family too, then that's the qualities that your daughter would look for in a husband. Um, it's not 
all for show, just in front of everybody else. Oh, I'm just a nice person, blah, 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 blah. Um, they need to be doing this at home and in public too, because sometimes what you say to a person, <clears throat> they may take it the wrong way. Or sometimes your actions speak louder than words. And sometimes um, when you act one way in a certain situation, but act another way in another situation, then the person kind of gets confused and they don't know exactly how to act, you know, how, what relationships they, how to act in their relationships or what to look for in a person because you're kind of wishy-washy. I think I think that's one thing for sure is consistency is the key. It is the key. All right, go ahead, Miss Cat. As I said earlier, that as men and fathers, we are the representative of who our sons will become, and we're also representatives of who our daughters should want to marry. So I'm going to ask these ladies, and I'm going to give them all an opportunity to answer this one. What do you think are the number one and the number two qualities? best qualities to find in a father that you wish all men would possess. Go ahead, Miss Bobby. Go ahead, start. Uh, I'm going to go with my integrity uh, as answered from that first question. And then my second quality would have to be communication. And uh, we talked about that in our foundations class this morning, uh, the, the importance of good communication. Communication is not only talking, but it's also listening. And that has to, an understanding, and that has to go both ways. You know, the Bible tells us that life and death is in the power of the tongue. James also talks about the, our tongue being a deadly poison. However, we can let our words be sweet and seasoned with salt. One scripture even says, you know how bland food is without that seasoning. Our words and communication can be seasoned with salt. And Proverbs gives a good um, scripture in Proverbs 15, one says, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And um, I, I taught school for 30 years, and I've used this scripture in dealing with situations that were volatile, were uh, intense, uh, you know, and there was, there was uh, anger in the room and anxiety in the room. And I have used that scripture. I have just sat and listened and responded in a gentle answer, and that thing works. That scripture works. So I think, you know, with that dad communicating with their, their children, communicating with the mom, uh, family communication has to be some of the best qualities along with the integrity. Well, number one for me is a loving father because without love, a father is just a relative of the child. Um, and then the second one would have to be um, approachable. He has to be a safe zone where a child feels comfortable enough to come and tell them things. Otherwise, they're, they're, it's hard to build a relationship, you know? I had mine as kind of um, blanket catch-all. Um, my first one was caring. I said that men should work hard to take care of their families as well as um, understand their families' uh, emotional burdens. And I said honest for my second one. Um, 
fathers, men, husbands should be open in communication and truthful in their actions and their words. It's, it's hard to pick two. Um, That's why only two and not one. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. Um, I would say a protector because um, even though your father may be in the house, he might be just there. He might be, you know, but absent with everything else. And maybe the second one would be, I don't know, this is hard because I like everybody's answer. Um, loving, kind, um, and approachable, I think I'll just put that all in one. <laughs> Well, man, we get to hear these answers because they mean something. These are the same thing that your wives, your children, your sisters, and your moms are all saying the same thing about men, same thing about fathers. It's very, very important. Um, not all of us get it right, and not all of us get it right all the time. But we need the opportunity to grow. We need feedback like this constantly, and it comes from communication. I am not really a great communicator. At home, uh, my wife, uh, I'm not that much of a great communicator with her. I've got uh, a silent button a lot of times with her I don't hear same with my children but at the same time I'm constantly trying to work on that and uh, I need their help sometimes it's like an annoying nag to go hey you ain't listening you ain't listening you finally put down stuff but what, what they're really saying is this is important please listen and if we don't take that time we're in trouble time is very precious very precious and so with my family I ask for forgiveness that y'all give me grace to keep growing but never stop, never stop. Give me the opportunity to constantly keep listening and growing. And that's all you men need to do. Apologize, ask for forgiveness and move on. I think that's very important. Men, as fathers, we need to apologize. We need to let our kids know that, hey, we ain't perfect and we ain't got it all together. Men, you also need to cry. I think the most compassionate thing you could do with your children is show them that you really are vulnerable and you do understand. So crying does help. Don't fake it. Be, genu be genuine. When you have to cry, cry. Let them show that you're a real person. But also be strong and be firm in the things that actually mean something. Take a stand on things you need to make a stand with. One of the things me and my wife agree with very, very young in our relationship is, you know, everything we have and everything we've done is worth fighting for. But not all of it's worth fighting over. You got to pick your battles, even with your children. You know, like I said, don't let everything be a no and definitely don't let everything be a yes. Give them what they need and give them some what they want. Amen. Thank you for being with us online. Our desire is to journey with you however you want to connect with us. We look forward to doing life with you. Now, let's go this week and be the church in our community as we focus on loving God and loving others. See you next week.